Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. Strategic leadership development expert, mentor to people leaders and HR professionals, combining brain science and practical frameworks for purpose-driven performance you can measure in work and in life. In part two of my conversation with Julie Quinn, these are some of the attributes that you will experience. Julie's greatest passion is to create experiences which equip and inspire people to engage more purposely in their life and work, And Julie's style provides a fun, irreverent, energizing place to challenge yourself and grow. With 20 plus years leading at the executive level and her unique ability to develop straightforward business processes to address the complexities of human motivation, Julie's leadership, management, and human resource philosophies and frameworks have consistently been recognized for being uncommonly practical and effective. Let's continue in our conversation with Julie. A lot of our guests have said that being brave is uh, complex, it's messy, it's challenging, it's not always pretty. I mean, even with the highest degree of practice, it doesn't mean any conversation is going to happen beautifully. The person you're talking to might surprise you with some type of reaction. So I love that word terrifying, because I think for most people, because you're stepping purposely into what might be a conflict is hard. You know, And sometimes it's not a conflict. Sometimes the person might say, wow, you're the first person to give me that feedback. Thank you, right? I really appreciate your courage and honesty to give me that. Others might say, I can't believe you're saying that to me. Get out of my office, right? It's somewhere in between. And so, you know, I love that model that you've created, which is uh, when you think about bravery, it is a form of terrifying relief. Yeah, it's, uh, and actually now that I'm thinking about it, it, you know, in my most courageous, you know, uh, efforts. I, um, that, that was, that, that was really, you just mentioned, you know, either the person can, you know, accept it. Thank you so much. They can reject it. No, I don't see that the same way. The third thing that they can do is, is not respond at all. And I think one of the most courageous things we're in a situation to do for ourselves is make the change, make a change in ourselves. And I think as I look back on my own experiences of where it took tremendous bravery, most terrifying and most relieving ultimately was when I had to change myself. 
Uh, can you give us a small example? Is there anything that you've recently changed that the world would like to know about? Actually, yes, a couple of things. Um, if, you know, if you one don't mind the, me asking. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, there's, you know, I think one of the most. So a couple of things. I I've been in HR in human resources for you know twenty plus years, um, and. I'm good at it, you know. I I get the business and I and I get the people and I love solving problems and and I can make people, you know, feel, or I can help people feel inspired, you know, and contributing and connected and that's really what I love to do. Um, you know, and as I've described the workforce efficacy model, I have, I can see the possibility of like when we do things really right, when we really answer the tough questions in business, like what are we here for and what did we ask to have people do and are they doing it? And if not, did we talk to them, right? Those are scary things that we need to be brave about all the time. Um, but for me, when I see possibility and I don't see what I want to have happen happen, I can become really frustrated and like, oh, this isn't working, you know, and I need to give somebody feedback because it's not working the way I'd like. I was in that situation for a good portion of the last few years. I would say about four years ago, I got into that situation where I felt like we could be doing some really different things. Um, it got to the point where I felt so I, that I wasn't, I was not brave. I was tolerating it. Mm -hmm. I tolerated it for so long that I actually ended up in a pretty serious burnout situation. I, I got myself to, to a place where I was trying to kind of carry everything and band-aid everything together um, to, you know, as a result of, of, of things not working the way I felt like they should. Um, and the... Um, that so that burnout experience was no joke right so so talk about you know paying attention to people's well-being and the 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 intersection of work and life i had so much to contribute but i couldn't because i had reached the end of my rope i took 3 months off of work which i have not done other than you know to have my kiddos um that was brave that was courageous to say i could not work was huge that was that was huge terrifying and relieving because i needed to take some time off and really think and i did and the next uh brave thing i ended up doing was i've got to get all of this out and I can't be the only one holding this as a leader in 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 this organization, and so I wrote basically what 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 he termed a nine page dissertation to my boss <laughs> um, about what I thought needed to change. You know what I thought I needed to see in order to feel like I could do my best, and I laid it all out. I spared nothing. I told him what I thought I could do and I could and what I couldn't do. I told him what I thought my peers could do and not do. I, I told him what I thought he could do well and what he was not doing well. And I felt at that point that I really couldn't do anything other than be completely honest. And that took a huge um, act of bravery. Um, the result of which was a little anticlimactic and it brought me to a new place where I had to decide then that if things were not going to, if the world was not going to change to 
fit my idea of it, I needed to make a decision. And, um, and I, I was, that was the next brave piece, which was, I can't change the world, but I can change me. And so what am I going to do? And uh, so that propelled me to make a, a really big and important decision, which was I'm going to leave at, you know, 50 years old, a really great job with really great people to restart my old business, Uncommon Consulting, and um, with three kids on their way into college, you know, <laughs> and as a single mom. <laughs> great, great timing. With, with a mortgage yeah. during what turned out to be a pandemic. <laughs> To, uh, to, to, to jump and jump back out and do my thing and do what I love and do my meaningful work that I can completely control um, to some degree and, uh, and go out into the world. And I did that. And that was terrifying. Um, it wasn't pretty. It was messy. I waited. I waited until my, I was, I was crazy, you know, um, it, crazy with frustration, you know, and, and not sure what was right and not sure if I was being irresponsible or thoughtless or, you know, right or wrong. And um, anyway, it was messy and it was brave. And I'm so terrifically happy that I did it. I'm so relieved. I now feel like a whole person. I feel like I've kind of integrated who I am as a person and who I am as a professional, and I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. And that took a lot of introspection, a lot of support, and um, and bravery. And as part of that, you know, I, I think, um, well, as part of that, you know, it has really brought into focus who I am and what I want to be for the for the next chapter. Well, the next chapter, I'm sure, is right around the corner. Three quick observations on your personal story, Julie. First of all, what was your boss's reaction? You know, we talked about them either saying, thank you so much, I appreciate the feedback, let's do something, to I disagree with everything you're saying, get out of my office. So if you don't mind sharing, was it more the thank you and uh, this is great or get out of my it office? Was, I- <laughs> It was, I guess, you know, by anticlimactic, I mean, it wasn't clear whether it was one or the other. Okay. I think if I were to have put into words the, you know, I got acknowledgement, you know, I received your nine page dissertation. um, And, and I knew that it was, I knew that it was acknowledged. I knew that it would be taken under advisement, but I don't know what, you know, and and it wasn't my really place to s- know what was going to happen next. You know, it, that wasn't my job. Um, and so I needed to know that the bravery was in my saying my piece and letting him know where I was at and to then decide what was best for me. So I really didn't get a yes, thank you or a no, get out of my office. I, I got, you know, I got uh, I got, you know, the, just a uh, an acknowledgement that mm-hmm. that it was received, um, and and I I was okay with that. It but and what it did was it gave me the gift of myself looking at what I could do in my role and what my choices were, because really that's all we can control at the end of the at the end of the day, and that 
that's that's where I was left. Well, absolutely. And I think another lesson for our listeners that you're talking about is that, you know, anytime you're thinking about being brave at work and doing something that is outside your comfort zone or takes this feeling of doing something that is potentially risky is starting with you, right? I mean, you just can't go in and say, hey, you're not perfect, change. But you have to have a deeper understanding as to why it's making you feel the way it's making you feel. What are your options to do something about it, right? So many people avoid this because they don't like that dark place you have to go to, to self-explore and understand, you know, why is this person's behavior driving me crazy? Or why is the company doing this? And, you know, it sounds like it's something that, you know, you did by looking at what you needed. And if the organization couldn't provide what you needed, then you needed to go find it, right? As opposed to stay there and bluff and say, well, it's not the most perfect place, but you know, I'll survive. I've got three kids going to college. I need the paycheck, et cetera. So it does start with you. So I'm curious, do you feel better today that you did it than you did when you were doing it? So do you look back and, with hindsight and say, oh, that was a fantastic thing that I did? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In fact, for, you know, as, as an HR exec for a long time, um, I, I now wish that I, well, it's not like I have a regret necessarily, but that, that act of bravery is really what we need to be doing all the time as, as HR leaders, uh, for sure. As leaders really in any function, you know, if you see something, we, we, at the, at the top levels of organizations, you know, especially I've, I've spent most of my time in small to medium sized businesses. And so the leaders, you know, you know, everybody, you know, you can get your arms around that kind of an organization and you're spending time with the CEO and your colleagues on a fairly regular basis because you're that small to medium sized, right? And we, we, I, I'll speak for myself. I would have been better served sooner and in a more fulfilling way had I been more brave more of the time, right? And not about like, hey, you all should be doing something different, but, but hey, I'm seeing that we're saying we want the business to go from A to B. I'm not seeing we're committed to doing that. Here's some examples of what I'm seeing. How do we want to reconcile this? And not just asking that question, but having the courage to stay and hold eye contact for the answer. Right? <laughs> I think, you know, we're all pretty good at kind of tossing the big elephant on the table, but sitting down to like actually manage the elephant, you know, in the room. And be and and have the courage to stay for the answer and expect that there is an answer so that it won't we don't all leave the room, you know, with a yeah, that's a good question, but we're really not going to answer it. And so we're going to let these 300, 500,000 employees not really know what we really mean when we say, you know, more innovative, you know, <laughs> it, it's like, uh, you know, I think had I. Uh, you know, if, if I come back to this earth again in another lifetime, you know, I hope that I am that much more brave, that much more of the time to say, here's what we said, here's what we're doing. There's a difference between what we said and what we're doing. What are we going to do to close the gap? Well, we certainly hope that uh, whenever you do leave this earth, that you do come back, Julie, in another life form, uh, hopefully human. Uh, on that front, uh, as we close out our podcast today, how can folks get in touch with you if they'd like to learn a little bit more about your business 
Uncommon Consulting or the stories and observations you have about bravery or UpSchool? What are some ways they can get more information about that? Yes, a good place to go is my website. It's uncommonconsulting.com. And you can go to uncommonconsulting.com slash upschool for more information about that or slash blog for some, you know, of my uh, uncommon thoughts and, um, and also, you know, slash contact uh, on the website, which gives uh, people opportunities to book a meeting, book a coaching session, uh, or just learn more about what we do. I am very active on LinkedIn, um, again, slash Uncommon Julie, um, and on Twitter at Uncommon Julie. Julie as well. And you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of my pontifications there. And um, I also have a wonderful network on LinkedIn, a really nicely diverse network of, of, of thoughtful leaders in workforces and, and organizations. So please, uh, people should link out, uh, you know, reach out. I, I love to grow the network uh, on LinkedIn. So that's a great place to do that. I'm also on Clubhouse, uh, doing hosting some meetings there. So if you're into Clubhouse, uh, and you have an iPhone um, and uh, you want to join a conversation there, I run two clubs, one called Workforce Efficacy, the other called the Motivation Sherpa. And uh, I'd love to see you there too. Wow, terrific. Well, listen, I think for any of our listeners who are human resource professionals, and I know UpSchool is for leaders as well, not just people who are in human resources, but uh, as a past human resource leader who for years heard about this concept of getting a seat at the table, uh, you can't do it alone. And you just don't walk in one day and say, you know, I want that seat. You have to think about how you do things, how the organization works, the culture, the relationships. And so I think UpSchool, based on some of the programs I've seen the uh, program offering, Julia, is great. And it's a great place for people to really figure out more about what they're experiencing so they can do something about it. That's exactly right. UpSchool is, uh, it really does teach you, you know, that if you want a seat at the table, you've got to bring an entree. So we give you that entree to bring to your seat. Um, and we also teach you to have that seat at the table without giving yourself away. Um, and that's, that's really what we do at UpSchool. We give you everything you need to be everything you want as a leader, um, and as a, a person contributing to your own purpose. Fantastic. Well, Julie, thank you so much for your time today and your thoughts. Thank you, Ed. I'm really glad to have been here today. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at bebraveatwork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. If you have something to say, yet are not saying it, if you have something to do, yet are not doing it, now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.